Welcome everyone to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. Today, Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, and myself, we are interviewing Chesley Christ. Chesley spoke with us about being the current Miss USA, like rubbing elbows with celebs like Oprah, and how to use branding to set yourself apart and win over the judges. Let's see what Chesley had to say. So, Chesley, this is probably not the year of rain you expected. So how are you living quarantine and where are you quarantining from? Uh, you know, quarantine hasn't been so bad. I think one of the good things is that, you know, I'm quarantining from the title holder apartment in New York City. And we've got plenty of space here. And so, you know, Zosie and I, we have similar personalities in that we're sort of a mix between introverts and, and extroverts. Um, so we, we will spend some time together going on walks. And then other than that, you're like, we'll just hang out in our rooms or, you know, go to the living room or the kitchen to shoot content. Um, so it's not been so bad. And I'm mostly an introvert anyway. So I kind of like being in the house rather than um, always leaving. Uh, so I've just enjoyed staying in New York and, and being able to finish the rain this way. Oh, well, you, yeah, same. I feel Steven and I are both introverted extroverts. So <laughs> we are feeling that too. Yeah. Um, but our followers take such inspiration from you, Chesley. And mm -hmm. we constantly hear positive things about things we post about you. So we wanted to take the opportunity to have you share maybe a quote that you live by or uh, a saying that really recharges you or inspires you. Um, there are a few, but I think one that's sort of been enduring over the years is the serenity prayer. It's, um, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And I think what that helps to remind me of is that there are some things that are just out of my control, and you just have to let those things go. Um, because I'm a type A control freak. I like to <laughs> be able to, you know, dictate my schedule and where I'm going and what happens and how people respond to me, but you don't always get to do that. So I just have to accept like there are certain things I can't change and you have to be okay with that. What was something in your in your pageant prep or like the week of Miss USA that happened that you were like, you know what, can't do anything about it. I'm going to work through it. <laughs> what didn't go wrong during the week of Miss USA? I think there's just so much. I think I thought I blew my interview. And so I remember going to rehearsal after we were done with interviews and just having like you know, a really crappy day. I, I remember I was just sort of down in the mouth for a while but I talked to my mom about it and she was like compartmentalize and move forward you're done with mm -hmm. interview you have other things you need to do and that's what you need to focus on and so I did and so when I went out and competed for prelims and swimsuit and um an evening gown that's all I was thinking about was just going out there and rocking it in swimsuit and rocking it in evening gown and having a good time and things worked out well well you certainly did those two things but like what happened inside of your interview room that made you think that you bombed it <laughs> Uh, there was a particular question from uh, a judge uh, that was, I think it was something along the lines of how important is authenticity? And mm -hmm. uh, when I thought of authenticity, I don't know why, but it made me think of law school. When I was in law school, I would just join tons of organizations because I thought I, they sounded good because I thought that's what attorneys expected of me and that's how I was going to get hired. And I would go to events and I just wouldn't care. I, I wasn't passionate about it and they didn't matter to me. 
And so when I left law school and graduated, I started joining organizations because they meant something to me and I was passionate mm-hmm. about them. And so that's what I thought about. And so I'm talking to the judges and I'm like, yeah, you know, I remember I've joined organizations before and I've gone to events and I just don't care. And so I've learned to just really be, become, become a part of something that really matters to me because those are the things that I'm passionate about. And you can see that and feel that um, in the way that I'm behaving because it just feels authentic. So I left the interview room and I was like, oh my God, did I just tell the judges that I don't care when I go to like to different events and appearances? And I thought like, oh my God, they're going to think that they I can't be Miss USA because they're going to send me to things and I'm not always going to like doing them. I'm going to show up and not care. And it, it just, it built up in my head. And I thought that I sounded too much like, you know, a really boring and bland attorney and not like fun, <laughs> a fun version of me. And so I was just stressed about it. Really, really worried. Oh gosh, it's so easy. And I could totally see how you would make that connection point like in your mind, yeah. you know, so that's, mm-hmm. but that I feel like that's very helpful for our followers because they, mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, the stories are countless of girls who walk out of interview room and think that, oh man, I said this word wrong or Jesse had some really funny stories of her in interview, which we won't go into, but um, yeah, so really valuable stuff that even happens at your level and you still win. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I was just glad that I think whatever I said, whatever my specific words were, um, I conveyed to the judges what was in my head. So, <laughs> so somehow they knew that I wasn't saying like, you know, you're going to send me places that I'm not going to care. And so I it think, made sense you know, to me. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I gave you the background. I didn't give the judges the background. And so I was like, I have to go back in the interview and tell them that. I remember Paula Shugart, the president of the Miss Universe organization, uh, was telling all of us contestants that, you know, during the week she was going to try to meet with each of us. And I was like, okay, I haven't had my meeting with her yet. Maybe I can explain to her when I talk to her. <laughs> and um, I'm so glad that, that you know, um, the week passed by really, really quickly. I didn't have that that one-on-one chance with her afterwards um, because I think I probably would have just messed it up. <laughs> and, uh, and it all worked out well anyway. So it, it was crazy though. Yeah. So in the past, Miss USA and Miss America, they you all didn't do publicity together in fact it was like a pretty heated rivalry but you know it just recently started happening with you and with Nia and (laughs) so kind of tell us the backstory of how that came about and did yours and Nia's relationship accelerate this Uh, I think it was the fact that we knew each other before that helps but also when when I won um, was when the the sort of black queen um trend I, I can't even really call it a trend but you know that started uh, because Kaylee had just won Miss Teen USA I'd won Miss USA and then Nia had won Miss America and mm-hmm. so social media and people in general had sort of picked up on that and so there were news organizations that wanted all three of us and so I think um, because of that and because of mine and Nia's relationship we got to do so much more press together we did CBS this morning with Gail King we did you know, a a shoot with Essence, we had a shoot with Oprah Magazine Online, um, tons of other, you know, news and and radio interviews. And so I think it was a combination of both of those things. And Vogue, don't forget Vogue Online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even seriously, there's so many, there's so many uh, interviews and and, and outlets that reached out to us and that have reported on it. It's been really, really cool and and hard to keep up with. Uh, But I I wish that, that, you know, we saw um, more of that camaraderie across all of the systems, because mm-hmm. I think um, what you forget after you join pageants is that a lot of people don't know the difference. Um, I can't tell you how many times somebody has referred to me as Miss America. 
And uh, it's not offensive to me. It's just a reminder that like people don't know the difference between the general people who aren't associated with pageants generally don't know the difference. And so if you're like constantly being combative to other people, it pulls the entire um, industry down because, you know, all they see is one pageant girl fighting against another one. So I, I wish we saw more of that across the board, obviously on the national level, but on the state and local level, too. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, agree I more. Agree. Mm -hmm. So one one thing we're dying to know, because we talk with and learn about a lot of U.S. based contestants, but pageantry, as you know, and for experience firsthand is worldwide. How do you think the U.S. prepares for Miss Universe versus other countries? Are there differences? Yeah, well, I think I think it's hard to say specifically how we prepare differently. But I, when I was competing at Miss Universe, one of the things I loved hearing from the other contestants was like, what was your pageant like? And there were mm -hmm. some pageants that combine um, different systems and like the person who wins goes to Miss Universe and like the first runner up goes to Miss World and second runner up goes to like Miss Supernational or whatever. Um, there are other systems that require that the contestants compete in talent. Some of the systems, rather than having like, you know, a pageant week, you have like a reality TV show that runs several weeks and like there are people in your nation that vote for you. So I think that, you know, the the primary difference is that the competition at Miss USA is run exactly like the competition at Miss Universe mm -hmm. and that you have your private interview, you do prelims and then you do finals, whereas in other countries, they sort of select differently. Are there any of those practices that you think would be interesting if USA tried to change some things? Um, well, one of the things that I thought was interesting was the reality TV show. I think Miss Mexico was telling me that that's sort of how they selected um, her as like the reality TV show. And then there was like an audience vote. And then the final vote goes to a panel of judges. And I wouldn't say that that I would suggest that Miss Universe change the format, but I think offering a TV show like that gives people a chance to see um, an inside look at how we prepare and gives people a chance to really get behind somebody. Because when you're at Miss USA, the actual broadcast itself is like, what, two hours? And so you mm -hmm. see in total maybe a minute's worth of the person who wins. You know, you see maybe my onstage question twice, me in evening gown and an interview, but you don't really know anything about me. And so I think, you know, doing a reality TV show gives you a chance to do that. And I know they've done that um, on and off in past years, but I always thought it was really cool, especially as a pageant fan to be able to watch. Yeah. Definitely. What was your feelings like prior to the broadcast? I mean, because you had been competing in uh, prelims and all that. And then, you know, OK, tonight there's going to be a ton of people watching. Like, did it have a yeah. different in jitters? And you can compare like USA versus universe. Like, were your jitters different? And what was your feeling at USA? And what was your feeling at um, universe? Yeah, yeah. I think at USA, I was just like, please, can I just make the top 15? Especially since I knew I blew, or I thought I blew my interview. And I thought I did okay for, you know, swimsuit and evening out, or as best that I could. I, mean, I wouldn't even say okay. I did, I did the best that I could um, and felt good about those. But, you know, yeah. I feel like a lot of things are sort of selected in interview and that's when you sort of fall in love with a person. And I say that like having been a judge myself in the USA system, I got to judge Miss Louisiana. And so you, you, you know, you meet somebody in interview and you're like, Oh my God, like you're so nice. I really like you. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so that's all I wanted. I knew my law firm was going to be watching. I knew um, different groups and organizations I was a part of like leadership, Charlotte and dress for success were watching. So I just thought, please, if I could just, be on TV just once, just hear them call my state and, and get to do at least the swimsuit, I would have been happy. And then, you know, it just went on from there. And so I was just really happy as the night wore on. Um, for Miss Universe, 
I, I wanted to do the same and I wanted to make sure that I represented my country well um, because I knew that um, it wasn't just about my family and friends coming. You know, Miss Universe was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I wanted um, people to know, like, you know, I worked hard and I showed up and I did this because I'm wearing USA across my chest and I really mm-hmm. want to do well for you guys. And so I, I think the feelings were probably really similar and that I just wanted to represent well for people who were watching. And I wanted them to know that, like, I worked my hardest, guys. I gave it all. I gave it all I had. Well, we saw your abs. So we know that <laughs> yeah. you gave it all you had. We have visible confirmation. Incredible. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So which of your appearances was most interesting as Miss USA? Oh, well, there are so many. It's it's always hard to pick one. You know, obviously interviewing Oprah was top of my list as far <laughs> as really, really fun stuff. But I think one of the most interesting, aside from that one and a couple others, was uh, a, a couple of events I did for Best Buddies, a nonprofit uh, that the Miss Universe organization has partnered with. Uh, they have like this weekend in New England. Like we went to the Harvard University football stadium and we played a flag football game with like Tom Brady and some of his teammates from the um, from the Patriots up there. And then there was like a cook off with Guy Fieri that we went to. Um, there's a concert with uh, Flo Rida that we went to. And in each of these events, the buddies themselves, who are um, special needs youth generally, got to be involved. So it was like all of us playing together flag mm. football. And so I remember at one point in time, I'm playing on one of the sides of the field in the flag football game. And uh, I think I'd blocked or something or done, I don't know, I did something. And I remember running down the field to get in place for the next um, set. And Tom Brady looks at me, he's like, good defense. <laughs> like, oh my God. Tom Brady thinks I played good defense. <laughs> you got and then to play almost with the immediately, coach. yeah, yeah. I mean, like he, he was the quarterback for both sides, so he would switch. But yeah, he was out there. And so, like, almost immediately afterwards, I think it was, like, within the next couple of plays, I was trying to, like, block for one of his sons who were also playing. And I ended up, like, we ended up sort of running into each other. And so we're both on the ground. And all I could do was, like, look over at his son. And I was just like, please get up and don't start crying. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. So I was so stressed that I had, like, you know, broken his son's face or something like that. And that he was he was fine. So that was probably one of the most interesting. Oh, gosh. I bet he was stressed about breaking your face, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His well, son would have been like to my shoulder. Oh, oh. gosh. Son would yeah. be like, Oh my gosh. Miss USA <laughs> clobbered me. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> again, Dad, please, again. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really interesting. Oh wow. So you, you mentioned interviewing Oprah, and I know that you were and are an extra correspondent. So do you see yourself doing that more in the future? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the work that I've done with Extra so far has been a dream. I mean, like you said, and like I said, I got to interview Oprah and she's like the pinnacle. She's like the mountaintop. Um, but, mm-hmm. but you know, I got to interview Tyra Banks this last these last couple of weeks and Miss Tina Lawson, Beyonce's mom, which has been really cool. And so I think just meeting more and more people sort of fuels that desire to keep doing this, especially because on my... On my interview sheet at Miss uh, North Carolina USA, the, one of the questions was like, uh, uh, what one word would you use to describe yourself? And I picked nosy because I really am. I'm just, I'm, I constantly, I just want to know about people and their backgrounds and their lives. Anytime I watch a movie, I have to look it up on Wikipedia afterwards because I want to know the background and what filming was like. And was there a sequel? Was there a book that inspired this? 
And so extra sort of feeds that need to be nosy and that I'm always talking to people and asking them questions about their lives and trying to get information from them. Sounds like the perfect calling for you. Yeah, I mean, for between, sure. yeah, between being an attorney and this, I mean, that's you couldn't be better suited for it. <laughs> well, thank you. It's just, you know, it's just that natural need to be nosy. <laughs> Got it. What's what's one thing that you think really contributed to you becoming Miss USA? Um, it's hard to say. Uh, I think um, one of the things that I tried to work on the most with my coaches, I had a few different um, interview coaches, but one of the things we really worked on was sort of my branding and what I, the message I wanted to leave the judges with. Because at Miss USA, you get um, really six minutes total for your interview because you have two panels of judges. You walk up to one panel, you get three minutes with them. You walk up to another panel, three minutes with them, and then you leave. So there's not a whole lot of time to convey a lot of information. So you really have to have sort of your packaging together. And so I figured um, I worked with my coaches and beforehand and I was like, I want to I, we want to leave the room with them knowing three things. And that was that I'm an attorney, that I have a blog for women's professional clothing called White Collar Glam, and that I work with Dress for Success, an international nonprofit that works with women to help them achieve economic independence. And so those three things were pretty easy to just focus on when I was in that interview. Um, and I, I think I wasn't as worried about, you know, making sure they knew like I was a division one athlete or that I'd overcome like stress fractures in my spine or that I was on several different boards of directors. Or I, I didn't care. I was like, I have to let that go because I only have six minutes. <laughs> and so I think having that strategy ahead of time helped. But that's obviously mm -hmm. just outside looking in. Yeah, I was... And that's something we talk, we talk about that a lot with our clients is they want to be this dynamic person. And in real life, Chesley, you are so dynamic, but it's hard. Oh, you can't you. focus on all of those different layers when you have six yeah. minutes. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, obviously, there was a lot of other stuff that I wanted to talk about, um, especially like my pro bono work. But you just you figure out there are different ways to deliver that, um, like including that in your write up that they're reading for prelims or including that in your up close and personal interview that they um, air if you make top 10. So you just, I think just having that strategy and knowing like there are a few things that you just need to focus on and everything else you just have to let it go. Mm -hmm. Do you have, do you have any, or did you get nervous walking into the interview room? And if so, like how did you calm yourself down? Oh, show. I was so <laughs> nervous. There's no way you can't be nervous, especially because um, when we were uh, interviewing one of our judges was the, I think she was the mayor of Reno. And there was like this emergency that happened like really last minute. And I think there was like some flooding or something. So she had to handle that. And then, uh, so she missed some of the interviews. They were like recording the interviews for her rather than her being there in person. And mm -hmm. about halfway through the interviews, um, she was able to come back and, and actually do the, the rest of the interviews live. And so she walked in right before my interview. And so not only have I been standing outside of this door for a while, because you're there pretty early, just so you can make sure that the flow of contestants is pretty steady. So I'd been there for, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes or so, um, maybe 15 or, or 20 since I'd been downstairs outside of the interview room. And then the judge walks in. She walks right past me. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do with my hands? Do I smile? Do I acknowledge her? What do I do while she's walking right past me? And so I just stood there and she walks in and she has to prepare. And so I'm so nervous now because now I'm already overthinking. But what helps me to get some of that nervous energy out is just like pacing. I've always done it. I did it when I was in law school when I had to do trial prep and, you know, moot court and stuff. I literally just walk in circles or back and forth. 
And it just helps me to get that nervous energy out so I don't feel butterflies so strongly in my stomach. Mm, I like that. You're, you're getting that energy out. You're almost like mm-hmm. using some of it so it's not all pent up in your body. Exactly, exactly. And I'm sure there's other things that help other people, but that, that helps me the most. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Is there an awkward moment that you've had at a, an appearance while like wearing the crown that you're just like, oh God, this is so awkward? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I actually don't wear the crown very much, so it's not always like me wearing the crown that makes it awkward. I think maybe I've worn my crown six times um, during my entire year because it's, you know, it's the Mickey Moto, it's real pearls and diamonds, and so only for special occasions. But there was one. I, uh, I interviewed Lizzo for Extra TV, which is obviously <laughs> separate and distinct from my role as Miss USA, but... Uh, where the storylines they were working on is like, you know, Lizzo's a queen. You should crown her with the Mickey Moto. And so I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. So we bring out the Mickey Moto halfway through the interview. And I'm like, well, if you're okay with this, I'd love to crown you. And she's like, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm putting the crown on her head. And the crown itself is very front heavy um, because all the stones and diamonds and, you know, the pearls are on the front of it. And so I'm just kind of holding it in place while she's like doing the little, you know, cover your mouth with your hand kind of, <laughs> oh, my God moment. And so I'm still holding onto the crown and she's like, she wants to have her moment. So she's kind of pushing me away. And so I let go of the crown and it flips off of her head. <laughs> All I could think is like, this is a 20 year old crown and it's about to break. Um, but thank God she caught it. And we, we finished the rest of the interview, but that was, that was probably like an awkward, Oh my God, let's put the crown away now. Kind of yeah, moment. Yeah. Probably like slow motion falling off yeah. the front. Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> contestants everywhere went oh, was there watching uh, yeah. listening to the podcast and then you also want to say hey you break it you bought it all right so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that thing is worth There's a lot of zeros behind that one yeah <laughs> yeah so what's what's your advice Chesley, for pageant competitors um anything you think that can help them win their pageant um i would say uh bring in bring in anecdotes bring in yourself into mm-hmm. um into the the interview especially because I've, i in my personal opinion i think that's where a lot of pageants are won and lost is in the interview room um because like i said you know even being a judge like that's kind of where you decide like oh okay there are a few that have risen from the mix and this these are the few so um but what i think helps people the most is when you're responding to questions including a bit about yourself whether that's like a short story or a description um because there there's just so much overlap in the responses that you get uh, like i remember when i was judging um, a state pageant and I, I wanted everybody to have some level of sort of sameness so i asked this i asked the same question in every interview on top of other questions that i would ask I think it was like, why do you deserve to be in Miss Louisiana USA or Miss Louisiana Teen USA? And I just wanted them all to be able to answer that. And there's just there's so much overlap, even even with with regard to the responses to other questions. There were girls who wanted me to know that they were determined or that they were disciplined or that they're mm-hmm. versatile. And so I think the way that you make yourself stand out or unique is bringing in your own personal experiences, like saying I'm determined for me. Like I, I could say I'm determined because I remember when I was in undergrad, I um, was injured. I got stress fractures in my spine my sophomore year of college, and it ended my track and field season. And so I had to work really hard in order to, like, while I was going to rehab, I had to work hard with my coaches, make sure my diet was in place so that I could overcome and make sure that I recovered from those stress fractures. And I did. I, I landed top 10 in the record books and the triple jump my senior year because I was able to overcome that. So now, like I've told you that, like, I am disciplined. I am determined. I can overcome challenges. And I've given you a memorable story. 
And I think that's what ends up making you stand out and making you different. So I think bringing that into interviews um, and into the pageant itself really helps. Well, and I think just going back to the fact that you used the word nosy to describe yourself on your paperwork, I'm sure there were some <laughs> clutched pearls happening when people were listening to that because people usually use what optimistic or outgoing or something mm-hmm. that makes you happy. So to have the bravery to step out of the pageant bubble and use a word that we weren't expecting, I think there's so many contestants that can benefit from from that story. So thank you so much for sharing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I've, I've got to give my one of my interview coaches props for that. Because um, when we were going through my interview sheet, we realized that my interview, you know, being a, a JD MBA grad and, a, and an attorney, it just sounds very serious. And so, you know, she was like, we, we need to we need to make this a little bit more fun and, and help them to understand that, like, you actually do have a fun personality. Yeah. So I was like, and well, of course, the judges I am. when they see that, they're like, yeah, oh, exactly. you got nosy. I want to hear more about this. So, yeah, because you, you think, perfect. yeah, yeah. I mean, we could have put like inquisitive or something, but I was like, whatever. That's what nosy. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. And I mean, really testimony to the fact that it's great to have outside counsel in the form of a coach to help you prepare mm-hmm. for your pageant. You know, because oh, even yeah, someone absolutely. as accomplished as you are needs some like fine tuning or some of that presentation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it, it really hurts me when I hear people say that they don't want a coach for pageantry because I just think, you know, when I was an athlete in undergrad, like I had a coach. When I graduated from law school and started working, like I had mentors and sponsors who I reached to for advice. Why wouldn't you do the same for a pageant? It just makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, couldn't agree more. Well, Chesley, you are so inspirational. And as I said before, so accomplished. And your story has inspired me and Jesse and I have talked about you good things in private. And also Aww. just whenever we post things about you, there is just such an overwhelming positivity um, around your name and around the brand of you. And I just personally feel that you being a part of this industry and choosing to continue this path of pageantry because I mean you didn't win the first time out like you started like when you're a teenager and Mm -hmm. all the way until now I mean that perseverance has blessed us all in the industry and made Mm -hmm. us stronger for it so I really do appreciate you chatting with us here today and I just thank you for who you are oh thank you guys so much and thanks for having me on seriously I've been following pageant planet since since I started in pageants. In fact, your 233 or 230 interview questions is exactly the packet that I used when I was preparing for onstage questions. And I tell people all the time, you know, when I was preparing, I literally took that packet, cut it up into little slips and put it in a baggie and tore them out day by day so that I could get through interview questions. So thank you guys for, you know, just being a positive presence in the industry of pageantry and and taking the time to interview me today. Well, we will absolutely, yeah, and we will absolutely be linking to those questions in the show notes. So (laughs) if you (laughs) click this, yeah. So, well, again, thank you and have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. And if you've received any benefit from this show or from ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does help us keep the show going. Until next time, take care.